0: Hello there! Come on in! Oh, Will, you've got company!
1: Howdy, folks, and welcome back to Dawson's Den, brought to you this week by Prairie Bits Cereal. Prairie Bits, the rough and rugged way to start your day with genuine prairie grit in every bit. We've been visiting with fencer and Western author Ed Vine. Howdy, Ed. Howdy, Will. Ed, you've published one book and are working on another, is that right?
0: That's right, Will. So uh, tell us about your first book. Well, the first book, uh, it's called Stranger. Stranger. Stranger, correct. Uh, I hatched it, the idea of writing it. <laughs> well, lack of a better word, I was bored.
1: You were bored?
0: <laughs> I was bored.
1: That, that's a, a major impetus for uh, writing a book?
0: Yeah, well, uh, in high school I wrote, or probably, I had read virtually every Louis L'Amour book, Western, that I could get my hands on because I was bored in high school the last few years. That's the only reason you yeah. read them, because you were bored? seems like the key word here is bored. But <laughs> yes, uh, so that inspired me to uh, actually write a book about a gentleman that, late 1800s, and he was a rancher and had his life uh, basically changed and ripped away from him when these uh, drifting cowhands went to their ranch and killed and raped his wife, stole his children. That set him out on a path of, uh, lack of a better word, revenge. And the gentleman never stopped. The stranger never stopped until he finished that chapter in his life. He figured he couldn't move on until closing those doors behind him.
1: So that's really basically what that uh, book about, Stranger, is about, is that uh, one needs to finish a chapter of their life, put that aside uh, before they can move on? Correct. Okay. So, you know, you kept saying bored, but Somebody doesn't have to be bored to read your book, do they? I mean, <laughs> they, they're, they're going to read it because they want to, right?
0: Yeah, uh, it, it's a, a set down and read book from the cover of the back. I've had people uh, comment that uh, once they picked it up, they couldn't put it down. But uh, it's interesting, shows different acts best of anyone's lives that back in the late 1800s could definitely happen.
1: Well, the way you describe it, um, this man uh, is seeking revenge. The man's name is?
0: Uh, Ethan Casey.
1: Ethan Casey. And he, uh, his wife's been killed, children sold into slavery or whatever, and, uh, and he seeks revenge. And this takes place in Wyoming right after Wyoming became a state. Isn't that, isn't that right?
0: Yeah, about 1890s. About 1890.
1: Okay, so um, as I read this book, and it's been a few years since I read it, and I tell you, I couldn't put it down either. I was struck by its uh, dark undertone. Um, It seems a little dark. And, uh, of course, we're talking murder, rape, selling children. This isn't... uh, like a happy time is it
0: definitely not a happy time for uh ethan uh being a rancher and a a happy way of life and all of a sudden uh it gets ripped out of there uh i mean he'd done what uh, uh anyone would do back then if he had the means and uh the skill with this guy's guns uh he definitely had the means to basically become judge and executioner
1: So Ethan decides to become judge and executioner to seek revenge.
0: Revenge, yeah, that's a long, drawn-out word to some, but uh, it's just something this guy felt he had to do so he could move on in his life.
1: Okay, so something that he had to do. Was he a a violent man before this had happened?
0: No. No. Uh, he was a, a father. I mean, a husband, the woman that he uh, cared for, and the children that he loved. So uh, he loved the ranching, uh, the way of life that uh, Sheridan has and still has today in places. But uh, yeah, uh, that all changed that one that one night.
1: So one event can change somebody's life uh, and push him in a new direction, and. Uh... Do you think that um, that sense of revenge stayed with him? Of course, I I guess maybe we shouldn't give it away Does he, whether he accomplishes revengeful mission here, but uh, um, does this permanently alter him?
0: I think uh, things like that. uh, Of course, this is a a fictional book, but uh, things like this have uh, happened to people in real life. And Uh, I don't think there's any turning back to what you were. Uh, Things like that changes you, and it changes you forever.
1: Now, would you put this in a, um, a lot of people want to pigeonhole things. Is this a, would you call it a Western, an action, a mystery? What kind of pigeonhole would you put this uh, book, Stranger, in?
0: Well, Will, I think you uh, uh, hit it on the head there. It, basically all of those, uh, it could be, there's all kinds of twists and turns in the book. Uh, so it leads you down one path and then all of a sudden you're back on a different uh, uh, corner in the book and then it switches to another. And, uh, a lot of switchbacks in the book.
1: Okay, so it's a little bit of both uh, of, of different kind of genres there. Uh, Western action, mystery. It's kind of a combination of those.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of combination. Uh, There's even some romance in there. uh, Romance? Romance.
1: (laughs) Oh. All right. Nothing explicit, I
0: take it. No, there's no... Sexual overtones or undertones, as far as that goes, in that book.
1: Over or undertones. Okay. Well, Ed, we're going to hear a little bit later, uh, as I read an excerpt from your book, Uh, if I may. Can I read it? Well, of course. Okay, but right now we need to talk about Prairie Bits, friends. I would be remiss if I didn't introduce you to new Prairie Bits cereal the rough and rugged way to start your day. With the taste of the sagebrush prairie, you'll find genuine prairie grit in every bit. Oh my, oh my, Ed, you are in for a treat today because I just happen to have a fresh box of genuine prairie bit cereal here. And I know, I saw you look at that box earlier, uh, Ed, and I... Uh, did you eat breakfast yet this morning? Uh,
0: no, uh, coffee.
1: Coffee, okay, so I bet you're ready for a big heaping bowl of Prairie Bit cereal. We'll add some milk, and uh, here you go. Enjoy here. Uh,
0: yeah, thanks, Bruce. Will, what yummy?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, ain't that the best tasting? breakfast cereal your teeth ever met? Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, get through the uh, fiber, lots of fiber.
1: Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's hearty, all right. Prairie Bits cereal, the rough and rugged way to start your day. And there's a month's supply of fiber in every bowl. So be a regular cowboy and lasso up a box of new Prairie Bits cereal. Prairie Bits, another fine product from your friends at Bighorn Flowering Mills. Well, Ed, we were talking about your book, Stranger. And uh, if you'll allow me, I'd like to read uh, a passage or two. Sure will. Okay. Now, this is near the beginning of the book. And as you said, Ethan uh, is seeking revenge for the murder of his wife uh, and his the abduction of his children. And he's... Uh, hunting the uh, men down responsible for this. And uh, it does seem here that he, uh, he runs into them. The men were breaking camp. The man nearest the horses turned to his companions and waved a yellow scarf at them. Hey boys, remember that little filly we all had us some fun with? I kept us a souvenir. My blood ran cold. It was the yellow scarf I had given Amber just last week. The man turned and our eyes met. Howdy boys, my name's Casey. I shot the one with the scarf and he went down choking on his own blood. I felt a bullet whip by my head so I stepped left and then went in shooting. My colt bucked hard against my hand and through the smoke I saw the other two men were down and out of the fight. One had fallen into the fire and the other still alive, but dying. The man in the fire I kicked free before he got overdone. The last man near lay his saddle. He had taken 245 slugs down low. He moaned. We played hell, mister, and lost. Kill me now and be done with it. I stepped up and placing my boot on his stomach pushed. Along with more blood and guts, the man screamed. He was trying to hold his insides from spilling all over his pants. Mister, for God's sake, shoot me, please. My face hardened. I wonder, you think the buzzards or the coyotes will get to you first and pull your guts the rest of the way out? Me, I'm banking on the coyotes, my friend. You don't die until I've got the names of those other cowards. Yeah, we were talking about it, dark there. That uh, that's uh, it, the entire book's not all so violent, is it, Ed?
0: Uh, no, Will,
1: not. Um. And here's a section that kind of indicates this. Uh, Ethan does run into his uh, daughters.
0: He does. He finally catches up with them.
1: And uh, catches up with his daughters and he, there's a reunion and uh, Ethan drifts off to sleep. Uh, and in what seemed like but a few minutes was awake, or thought I was anyway, there was a bright white light blinding in its brilliance. I rose and walking toward it, suddenly it vanished. I turned to go, and that's when I heard her. Going so fast, Ethan? I would think after all this time, we could talk a little. Her voice stopped me, and turning, there she was. Amber, how I've missed you. The dreams, is that what this is, a dream? The girls, my dear, they're here, safe at last. I've never given up on them, and I know you haven't. Amber drew closer. And I took an involuntary step backward. Ethan, I'm no dream, but I'm no longer belong here. You found our babies. Your love for them, for me, has brought them to you. Hold them for me. Love them. Your love has set them me free. Fear not for me. I'm with the Lord in his kingdom. We'll all be reunited there someday. Until we meet again, my love. Goodbye for now. She was so near I could smell the freshness of the spring flowers just as a rainstorm leaves a meadow, washed, swept clean and alive. The light started to fade and with it her image. No! I reached out my hand and as she reached for it, she was gone. Emotions washed over me, one of sorrow, of losing her in the first place one of peace, knowing she was home, and our girls finally found safe. Well, Ed, um, where can somebody get this book? Stranger. Stranger is the name of the book?
0: Correct. Um, Correct. Uh, Page Publishing is the one that uh, published the book. Uh, They're out of California, but... You can pick it up at uh, any book-selling uh, uh, outlet, uh, Barnes & Noble, uh, Apple, uh, Amazon. Amazon has it. Uh, there's even a few copies uh, that have found their ways uh, in Japan and places like that. So it's out there, uh, just go on the, uh, well, the internet. You know, I guess that's the place to shop nowadays.
1: So if somebody Googled for Stranger by Edward Vine, they could find it there. And uh, from Amazon, other Barnes and Noble, other online booksellers.
0: Correct. Uh, there's even a few uh, copies out that are uh, been read and uh, used for sale.
1: OK, even in the used bookstores. All right. Well, um, oh, Ed, what do you have in your hand there? That looks like my mail.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, well, uh, on the way over here, I stopped by and picked up your mail for you.
1: Well, thanks, Ed. Uh, you know, it looks like fan mail. Yeah, well, uh, Yep. Yeah. Hmm, let's open it up here. Yeah, Ed, I think it's time for The Answer Is No. The Answer Is No. Questions where the answer is almost always no. Friends, in this installment, we will consider actual questions submitted by potential visitors to our national parks. Yep, these are all real questions. Saddlesore in Skaskatoon writes, Dear Will, we are planning a trip to the Grand Canyon next year and have made reservations for the mule train to the bottom of the canyon. Is the mule train air-conditioned? The answer is no. Well, Saddlesore, I reckon you will be Saddlesore on your trip to the bottom of the Grand Canyon, because you will be riding an animal, a mule to be exact, and no, the mule train is not air-conditioned, unless the wind is blowing. Wondering in Walla Walla says, Hey, Will." Does Old Faithful geyser erupt at night? The answer is no. Unfortunately, due to federal budget cuts, the staff at Yellowstone National Park has been forced to turn off the iconic geyser each night at 11 p.m. So, no more romantic selfies in the moonlight. Claustrophobic in Cleveland says, "Will." I am texting you from Geyser Basin in Yellowstone Park. We had no trouble finding the park entrances, but we can't find the exits. Are there any exits? The answer is no. Remain calm, claustrophobic. While there are five entrance stations to the park, there are no exits. That's why the place is crawling with people. They can't get out. Some visitors manage to sneak out of the park in laundry bags from the hotels. My advice is to go to a park lodge and hang around the back door waiting for a laundry truck. If you have a question for me, feel free to pass it along. The answer just might be no. Before we go, Ed, tell us again where we can pick up a copy of your book, Stranger.
0: Well, you can pick it up at all uh, book uh, outlets, Amazon, Barnes Noble, Apple, basically all those.
1: Okay, so you if you Google Stranger by Edward Vine, I'm sure you'll find an online bookseller that'd be glad to send you a copy. Well, thanks for stopping by today, Ed. Folks, we'd be mighty grateful if you would help keep the lights on here in Dawson's Den, so please click the contribute button, contribute, yes, and make a contribution. Till next time, happy trails, and keep smiling till we meet again in the den. That's Dawson's Den.